are you doing? It's Kat, your host of the Bay Baby and Co. podcast show. Last episode was super emotional for me. I was talking about how I brought my daughter to the Bay and her dad got her from me, um, you know, at my hotel and picked her up and that huge separation anxiety I had right after she left that room. Oh Lord. I, I will tell you, I did not stop crying for a good while. Um, that night I was fine after she left. I was like, I got this, I got this. But (laughs) once, you know, it was bedtime, I was, I felt like I woke up at 3am, like feeling around my bed for her you know because I'm just so used to sleeping next to her and so those first few nights even especially oh lord when we flew back um I flew back without her you know um back to San Diego I when we landed I was bawling crying y'all and the person next to me was probably like what the heck she is like losing it right now you know and it was just that feeling of that that separation anxiety you know she's a huge huge um part of me and I've never been away from her that far away from her this long you know um so hard to explain if you're not a parent but um man that was really hard for me those first few days I was like I don't think I can go a day or night without crying but it did get better and I'm glad I got to have a lot of time to myself to reset to work on my business to take care of you know my podcast and Instagram and social media and Um, other projects. So I kept very busy. And at the same time, I made sure to balance to work out to take care of myself um, while she was away. I posted this cute little video on Instagram reels this morning. If you guys want to check it out at Bay Baby and Co. Um, A quick recap of my daughter, cute with her mask and her little backpack and us going through the airport, security check, getting on the airplane, landing and getting to our hotel. And it's just like, wow, this chick, you would never think Little Hurricane wearing a mask through this entire trip, you know, um, was a perfect angel. And I'm knock on wood, knock on wood right now because we're about to fly again tomorrow morning. Um, But man, the preparation, guys, the behind the scenes of what that took to get there. I swear, I swear, like maybe the beginning of this year or even December, I was just like, how the heck am I going to get this really strong little Leo who straight up is like, no, 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 all day long. You know, it's, she will do what she feels like when she feels like it and very demanding. Um, how the heck are we going to get her to wear a mask? And I just didn't think it was possible. And it was a little discouraging. Um, but I will say, ask for help, you know, um, reach out to other people, you even on Instagram, you know, YouTube, that shit, I didn't find anything on YouTube, but we reached out to some other Instagrammers and um, asked for some tips when we saw them posting their kids, you know, traveling with masks. And then ultimately, where I felt very fortunate is that Harley's daycare, the teachers there were freaking incredible and they were on board 100% of making sure that Harley will be able to wear a mask by our trip so they were 100% on board and she's in daycare only twice a week so I was like how the heck did you pull miracles and they were like 
we you know they are straight up they were they said they explained it to her that she's gonna wear a mask you know it's for but also the way they explained it they were playing you know they're pretending they were superheroes or look i have a superhero mask and we even tried the shield at school they said they tried the shield at school and pretended they were astronauts and so that had went around for um at daycare for maybe three four weeks but like i swear like outside of that even in our house we were all trying to play with the mask we were trying to put masks on the teddy bears you know we tried everything and um sure enough she was just getting used to seeing it over and over and then even in school they made it really fun um and it, I made it a rule, like, you know, hey, this is for safety reasons. And I would tell her, like, hey, before I unbuckle her out of the car seat, guys, I would say no mask, no out, you know? And I, I can hear other moms being like, oh, my toddler, my kid would be like, oh, hell no, they're not, we're not going anywhere. Trust me, that's how it was for a while. She was like, all right, fine, I'm going to cry it out and um, we're going to stay here in the car. We're not going to leave right away until she's ready to put on the mask and go out. Um, and eventually she started doing it and we, and she got used to it. And so every time we would step out of the house, we would, I would encourage it again, say, Hey, no mask, no out. Like we're going to go out. We need to be safe. All those things. So it was just repetitive. You know, we would explain things to her every time. I, I had my mom on board, my aunts, everyone in our house. You know, we all were on board trying to help Harley wear the mask. It was a lot of work, guys. <laughs> and um, daycare made it fun. So she got the best of both worlds. She got, you know, like, hey, we were like, this is a serious thing. You got to wear it um, to go out. And then she got the balance of fun at her school. So I feel like that really worked for us. And again, Full disclosure for any of the parents that are like, that won't work for my kids, like all these things, the politics of mask and whatever, whatever you feel, I'm saying this is what worked for us. And I'm telling you, my daughter is sometimes, <laughs> she's a wild, wild child, you know, and she very much has her own mind. So it was very much, it just felt like a miracle in the end. Like, damn, she was just, you know, it was easy for her. Um, But absolutely i feel like these kids these babies toddlers you know especially at this age they are smart as fuck and a lot of times we don't give them that much credit right we're like uh you know they don't really listen all these things but you know i have really tried to work on this part guys i noticed when i was screaming at her more and i'm just like all those parents too okay i have really really hard days where I'm like, I have zero energy to deal with this. The tantrums, the crying, the screaming. If y'all know my daughter, she had colic, you know, when she was a baby. She was the crybaby by label, by everyone we knew. She was a, a huge crybaby. I mean, dude, you think about the crybaby toddler baby. She was just always freaking crying. But um, the things that I felt like worked and didn't work were I was... I was very much listening to like those audiobooks. I was looking up tips and tricks of how to get her to wear a mask. I was looking up tips and tricks to even the emotional breakdowns and tantrums that we were having. I got her the books on, you know, um, even the stuff from how you don't hit, like hands are not for hitting. Great book, guys, if you ever want that. Um, through all those different phases and as corny as it may seem and how hard it may seem, 
I swear when I worked more at explaining things to her and going through the emotions with her and given yes, it's exhausting and sometimes you have zero energy to fucking deal with that shit, but it was worth it. Um, and not only that, when I say the inner work that is so important in co-parenting or in parenting in gentle, general, <laughs> um, it is so damn important because the biggest thing I noticed when I had zero energy depleted and no help and maybe I would be tapped out, I would be screaming at her, yelling, we would having the yelling fights, you know, you and a one-year-old, two-year-old or one and a half-year-old, two-year-old. It's like so unre- unreasonable. <laughs> Okay, no one's going to win that. They're just, they can't control their emotions. And, you know, at the end of the day, I've tried it all. I've tried the explaining. I've also tried sitting and giving her hugs and tickling her and playing when she's in a bad mood. All these things really did help. I'm telling you. Um, because what I've noticed very, very fast is that, yes, the more we were in this yelling match, it makes her upset and she would automatically put her, herself in defense on this guard mode, preparing to get yelled at. It's like, that's how smart they are. They know that if they push this or do that or do something, they're going to push your buttons, right? But it's not purposely. It is not to anger you or, you know, disrespect you or get back at you. They just don't, they just can't control their shit, guys. They just can't control their emotions. And that's very much easier said than done. But, you know, like I said, coming from a Hurricane Harley crybaby most of our life, it, it will eventually pay off. And I saw that when I, we did this flight and this trip. So, you know, every day, I would say a week or two weeks even before I took her to the bay, I explained to her that she was going to visit her dad. I explained, you know, very vividly even to even a few days before our flight. And I said, Harley, you are going to get on a plane with mommy and we are going to take an airplane. You know, I did a little cute little hand movements of an airplane and Harley's going to go see her daddy. And her kuya, kuya meaning older brother, um, in the bay and stay at daddy's house. You know, and I turned into this storyline and telling her this every day for, you know, over a week, two weeks. And I explained that to her all the way up until the day before we flew. She understood. And she said, yes, mommy, yes, kuya, daddy, daddy's house and airplane, you know, um, so by the time we got to the airport, I had told her, you know, oh man, it's a uh, game time. <laughs> I took her out of the car seat and I'm like, Harley, remember no mass, no out. We're going to go on the airplane now. And sure enough, she sat there patiently, uh, so beautifully. And I put that mask on her and I, I recorded this whole thing. And it's just like, oh, a miracle, <laughs> but also a lot of freaking hard work. Um, so from, and I gave her a really cute little fun backpack, unicorn backpack with a, with a cute little leash on the backpack. No hate, no hate on this guys. There's some crazy ass people right now be snatching kids and shit. Okay. So don't hate on that. But, um, it was cute that she had her little backpack, you know, walking through the airport safely with her mask. We went through security. I mean, she was a boss. She is for sure the little jet setter um the one thing which is really cool is that she has definitely been flying since she was baby you know um and and that's also 
you know, um, helped. She's She's been used to being around the airplane airport. But the mask thing I'm telling you, I swear I never thought this chick would ever do it. But here we were going through the airport. And she sat there um, as we waited, you know, to board for like, shit, like maybe a good... 45 minutes and she just like watched movies on my phone and like you know sat there and I gave her snacks and I will tell you the snack thing is a really really big thing have them pick their snacks their toys they want to bring the also a backup plan bring toys and snacks that they've never had before that you know that they might like have an array a different array of um snacks and toys um and those are backup emergency and I swear like I had the backup 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 emergency was um a ring pop which I had got that tip from another Instagram mom and that is like by you know far the most last whatever you know emergency tip and I get it like that could be unsafe all these things guys when you're about to get on an airplane with toddler babies and toddlers and whatever it's game time it's like almost survival of the fittest sometimes and you do whatever it takes and of course do everything as safe as possible as a parent so yes, all of this um, was explained to her that what we were going to go, you know, we're taking the plane and I um, gave her the snacks and her little toys. So once we got on the plane, I actually got this thing on Amazon um, and this this really cool tray that you attach to the tray on the airplane um, allows them to put all their toys in there and it's like a little border around it. So nothing rolls off and gets dirty and falls on the floor where it's nasty um really cool um that's on amazon not that expensive either so just look like you can look up for under amazon um you know air airplane um, toys or accessories for toddlers or toddler um traveling toys you know all these things um they give you a bunch of different stuff you can pick from but um yeah so on the airplane I made sure she always had something to do and then she finally took her nap she actually didn't really eat a lot of the snacks and given of course this was only a one-hour flight um tomorrow will be six hours we're moving up slowly and slowly you know um but all these things worked and I hope they work for you um these are the little tips and tricks that worked for us and when we landed same thing she had her mask on oh that's what I forgot to say it was really cute is that when we were waiting to board the airplane um Harley would actually have her mask on and every time she ate a snack or took a drink or sip of water she would slowly put her mask down a little bit just to sip or eat a snack and put it back on and chew the food with the mask on her face and I swear all the adults around us were like staring at her like whispering and they were like you know, giving me the, the nod, like props, yo, you know? And I was like, damn straight. I felt really, you know, I felt like a, a queen with my princess right there. Cause I was like, damn straight. She, she did well. Also, I hope I don't jinx that shit for tomorrow, but, um, yeah, it was, it was awesome. She did great. And, you know, um, if you have any questions about how to get your kid or toddler, Again, you guys can always email me, message me through Instagram or email me at um, baybabyandco at gmail.com. Definitely reach out to me, guys. I don't bite. <laughs> um, if you're listening, have any questions, concerns, 
um, I am very glad to help you. So as for the packing stuff, of course, you know, I packed what she needed for that week. And the biggest thing is for if you have a kid with allergies, my daughter is allergic to eggs. Um, and it's a weird, it's like um, a weird thing with eggs where it's, it has to be cooked to a certain temperature and then she's not allergic to any anymore. Um, where the protein is like broken down to a certain temperature and she's not allergic to it versus there's some kids where any amount of eggs that's inside the food they're absolutely allergic to but her she can eat like bread and all that as long as it's not french toast where it's like coated with eggs anyways um if y'all have a kid that's allergic to stuff like that shit like and you're gonna let them stay at a babysitter's or you know the other parent i'm telling you this is what i did respectfully i wrote like this huge note this big note and it says hi i am allergic to this list of stuff and then i put all her favorite foods on there um very important and i told her dad i was like hey this is for your fridge i don't know if he did it <laughs> but i was like i did my job i did my part you know i put her EpiPen in there i put her medication for if she does have a reaction to allergies um, I make sure all of that was in her bag and I vocalized it to her dad. Like, this is what's in her bag. This is what, um, she has. And, um, and also emergency contact numbers. And I do all of this, of course, it's just like a helpful reminder. And depending on what kind of communication you have with you know, as you're co-parenting, I just hope it, it can always get to that level and not saying we are at that level. It takes work and it takes both parties to actually want to communicate at that level. Um, <laughs> and I would say I'm doing my best, you know, I'm really doing my best in at least this co-parenting situation. Uh, the other part I would say to this is when dealing with you know, toddlers and co-parenting and communication, always do the inner work, take care of yourself. Why? Um, it's because I noticed that when Harley and I were butting heads, you know, and, um, I know it's because I, I needed more rest. I needed to take care of myself. I needed to take a break. I needed to watch a movie with her or she needs to be heard. She wants to, she wants a hug. Um, sometimes, our, our days and routines go like a rat race. You know, we're on this cycle and we're going and going and the kids and work and all these things and we forget to take care of ourselves and we also forget to listen. Just because they're this age doesn't mean that they shouldn't be heard or that you can't communicate with them or you can't talk about feelings. Um, as like I said, as corny as that sounds, guys, like I would hope that I would, for my kid, I want to raise an emotionally intelligent daughter that is able to communicate her emotions, whether she's with me or with her dad. And she very much was able to, which I'm very fucking proud of, you know, that her dad told me that, Hey, when she wants something, she will very much ask for it. She'll say food, water, hungry. You know, these are words that she's able to use and communicate to her dad if, you know, she needs something. And the part where I say inner work as a parent, especially within co-parenting, I absolutely do mean healing from your past trauma or your trauma or whatever the shit you're going through. Always taking care of yourself at those levels. Go to fucking therapy. Um, find a therapist that suits your budget. Re seek, seek a 
a freaking life coach, you know, um, someone that does parenting, all these, all these resources are so important. If you feel like, um, damn, when I say, if you feel like, I feel like there's some, sometimes there's some confidence, peep confidence, people that are a little too confident. They're like, Kat, I don't need therapy. I'm fine. I don't need life coaching. Um, think about how your day goes when you're with your children or at work or in your relationship when you get triggered. These are things that you need to work on, period. Those are reminders, little red flags of, hey, I actually need to work on these things. I'm being triggered by this because of what? Experiences, upbringing, how it was raised or past relationships, there's stuff going on and it will show up in parenting. So as we were raising our little ones and we're triggered and a lot of anger comes up for me, it was anger because of all the stuff that has happened in my past and happened between Harley's, Harley's dad and I, of course, I knew I needed to do therapy. So I did therapy. I'm still in therapy, not for those same issues, but for, you know, like I said, it's a safe space to, um, have no, zero judgment and talk about things openly with someone who's unbiased and is there to help you heal and move forward from your past. I mean, how freaking awesome is that, guys? You can be the best parent you can be if you heal. You know, if you don't do the healing work and you just try to move forward, it feels almost like you're covering shit up. You know, um, when I say things from our past, I say things that we were raised to believe this belief system sometimes comes from our parents or insecurities from last relationships, um, anger from anything that's happened to us, it will show up in parenting. So it's very important to work on those things. And again, you know, some days are just really hard, whether it's co-parenting or being a parent in general, you'll have really shitty days, you know, and all the more reminder, take care of yourself because when you are burnt out, you are of no good use to anybody. You know, you're running on empty. You're just burning fuel. And you know, anyone that approaches you next, whether it's your kid, your partner, your spouse, your family member, you're just going to blow a fuse or you're going to burn out just completely. And you're useless. <laughs> okay, guys, I don't know how else to say it. So the triggers that we have when dealing with our kids, our family members, all these things, work on them through communication, work on them through healing, work on them through therapy, work on them through relationship life coaches. Yes, they do exist. They give you tips and tricks of how to keep moving forward in your relationship, even as a parent or as a spouse or partner, they exist. These are resources. Um, and I know that a lot of us are still maybe uncomfortable or feel like we're too cool or too confident or insecure, or might, it might be too expensive. This is why I'm excited that we are building this workshop with my, me and these other two amazing boss babe life coaches. We're trying to do once a month of free coaching for you guys, where you can sign up, meet all of us. And we'll talk about the really hard topics, the not sunshine rainbow shit, but all the hard stuff in parenting and relationships and life and love. And that show is called Not Your Average Love Story. Really cool. <laughs> um, I'm excited about that. I'm all nerding out because it's an opportunity to tell real life story stories of our situations. Three different women, three different backgrounds, um, you know, divorced, separated, single parents, 
all that, the hard shit. We're going to talk about it um, and how we've dealt through situations in life and love. Um, we're hoping to be every two weeks right now. It's looking good. We have that scheduled and the workshop will be once a month and we will schedule that out. So definitely stay tuned and you'll hear more about all this stuff, all the good stuff, advice, guidance, details, tips, tricks, and you can, um, take what you love and ignore what you don't like. (laughs) So that was it for the episode today, guys. I hope you're having a great week so far. Um, sending you lots of good vibes and love please stay tuned and uh, i will talk to you soon